Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Whole Assistant Podcast. Today, we are diving into a subject that I am really excited about. We're talking today about how to create a career you love and what work could be. And for this episode, I have interviewed one of my former clients, Vienna Zeitler. Vienna is an excellent example of what work could be and how we can actually take our values into consideration, discover what those are, discover what really lights us up and will bring us joy and infuse our career with those things. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Vienna Seitler. Hello, everyone. So joining me on this uh, podcast episode is Vienna Zeitler. And uh, she is a, an administrative professional who I had the privilege of coaching for a little over six months. And we're just gonna have a discussion today about what work could be. And so Vienna, welcome. Um, If you would please just introduce yourself and tell everyone a bit about you. Sure. I am, uh, my name is Vienna Zeidler, um, she, hers, and uh, I am over 50 and I just recently moved into a new state and was, uh, and, and have gotten the job that I think I really, really wanted, ultimately. Um, I've been in admin work from office administrator to administrative assistant, all the way up to um, C-suite EA uh, over the course of the last 20, 25 years or so. Um, I lived in California for the last 40 and um, moved into Utah, moved over to Utah to reset. Um, My wife had friends out here and it was a good... um, it was a good move for us financially with uh, property values and rent in where we lived, which was Santa Barbara. Um, and I was, I started working with Annie when I was uh, working for a nonprofit health company and um, I was a C-suite EA and I had been for several years and I was starting to struggle with um, feeling like I wasn't um giving enough um, and, and the atmosphere in this um, work environment was COVID in a health, in a nonprofit health organization. So um, we were constantly reactionary and I was always playing catch up. I thought that I was a fairly good EA, um, but I was starting to get some twinges from my, the people that I supported that I could be doing more for them. And so um I had found Annie because of a Trello workshop and I liked what she had to say so much that I asked her to coach me in, in that job. And when I started that, Utah wasn't even on the table. (laughs) I remember, I remember. We were were just going to fix the job I was in. Yeah, or find you something that was more aligned with who you were as a person, you know, that wasn't going to be as chaotic and as demanding and as 
all the other things that it was. (laughs) And then Utah popped up. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like I said, we, we moved only because um, my wife had some friends out here. So we knew we would have some contacts. Um, But still we didn't, um, it was, it was a great leap into the unknown. And when I told Annie, I was moving, she was like, Oh, (laughs) well, I guess we're going to be switching our focus as we start this counseling on getting you feeling good about the move and where you are going to land in Utah. And um, I have to say, uh, she kept me very cold. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it, I had moments where I thought that this was the craziest thing ever. And every time that Annie and I would coach, she would be like, okay, so we're working on the right path here. And I'd be like, okay, we're working on the right path. So yeah. Yeah. And I find it funny and fascinating at the same time that with a number of my clients, you're not the only one, Vienna, like we'll, we'll create our plan for coaching. We'll create our goals and then life will throw in a curveball. Right. Like, I, and I'm always impressed by it, but I feel like, I feel like the timing was meant to be because just when you needed a coach and didn't know you, it didn't know, like you think you knew why you needed a coach, but then you actually discover why once we started coaching and you, and the, and Utah became on the table, right? Like that was a a plan that happened. And I I always find that fascinating because more often than not, when I start working with a client, something else will shift for them and they'll be like, oh no, actually this, this is what I actually need coaching on. (laughs) And while we were, and while we were considering creating options for you, like in your current position and then moving forward maybe possibly moving out from that position like we were not only moving out from that position we're also moving to another state that's much more that's much more it's much different it's very different culturally than than California for sure and I know this because I grew up in Idaho which is right above Utah so I understand the dynamics there right I'm in Denver for those of you who are unaware so yeah it's just I find it fascinating like the similarities and 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 all of that. So um, we spent a good deal of time discussing your values and <clears throat> what makes you unique, uh, yes. how you break the molds. Uh, can you please share like what some of those values are and were that you discovered? And also like how you break the mold a little bit from your typical administrative professional. Okay. Well, yes, I, I have, um, I've worked in the motion picture industry and in academia um, during the last probably 20 years of my career. And um, those are, and in California, let's, let's restate. I've been in California a long time and I have um, shoulder length, purple hair. Um, I have got a couple of piercings. I've got a couple of tattoos that show every now and then. Um, And I have in the past, um, like taking my hair all the way to bleach if I was looking for, for, a, for a job so that I'd have blonde hair, let's say, right? Instead of the purple and then work for a little bit and then bring the purple hair back, right? Um, and on this move, I didn't, I didn't wanna do that at all. Um, and I hadn't really thought of, I had really thought of my job as a job um, and not only a, just a job, but just a job anybody could do. Um, and I guess that's why I stayed in it. I always knew that I could get a job as an, as an admin. So, um, so that's kind of where I was, was focusing. And I had never really thought about where I was working and 
how that fit with my values at all. It just never occurred to me that I could be that choosy about a job (laughs) (laughs) or even about even just starting the, the looking right. Reading the job description and going, Oh yeah, no, (laughs) that doesn't fit into my, my values at all. And so some of my, some of my values were that I wanted to work in a team that was fun so that the work didn't seem quite as um, uh, tedious. Um, I, I didn't want to be working early in the morning. Um, I do get into the office before nine o'clock, but that first half hour of work is a little on the slow sluggish side. And my people know that. So, I mean, I'm there, but I, I need to finish my coffee as I'm, as I'm warming into my job. And so little things like that, um, which I guess aren't all that little when you really think about it. Um, but I had never thought about that before. I never thought that those were options that I could, um, ask for a later start or, um, ask for a, a, a swing in, in how I was working or a four day week instead of a five day week, you know, four tens. I'd never thought of that before. And, um, with talking through it with you, I, I was starting to see where those things were really clicking um, and weren't just wish, wishes. They're things that I could actually have in a job. Um, and I didn't want to be beholden to a boss anymore. Um, that was another thing. I, I have really enjoyed being an EA in a lot of ways, but I'm, I'm older now. And, um, and that too was, was, I was worried about that coming into a new state with a new culture and being an older person coming back into a work force and maybe not going in as an admin, right? Like maybe trying something a little different. And um, it was really scary uh, to be honest. Um, but every time I talked with you, you always bolstered me and it helped keep those kinds of jitters away so that I could, I could look at it much more objectively. Um, the whole job search in general. And, you know, I can remember bringing a couple of things to you and going, I'm not sure about this. And we talk about, well, what about this is really great. What about this things, this doesn't fit. And I'd be able to put it aside or, or actually apply. And so, so yeah, I, I would have been able to do that without your help. Awesome. Yeah. I find it fascinating. The whole age, the whole age thing, because I, I've coached a, a myriad of people in a variety of different points of, of life and variety of different points in their career. And the administrative professionals who are just starting out, they're like, nobody's going to hire me. I can't make good money because they don't have the experience. And then on the other side, it's like, I'm too old. People don't want to hire me because I've got too much experience. Right. <laughs> like, like on both sides of that, our brains do crazy things. And they tell us, right. they tell us essentially lies. <laughs> right, right. In an, yeah in an attempt to protect us right like that's what it was that's all your brain was doing but it was offering up some thoughts that weren't helpful in the job search right 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 yeah yeah um so how did how did how did all of those things inform you applying for your current position like what was it about your current position that really spoke out to you when you were looking around and applying for roles remind you after you moved to Salt Lake. So she quit her job 
in California, the, the, it was, it was a rather stressful position working for a nonprofit often are because, because they're just so demanding because they're often understaffed and because they're trying to maximize their budget to other things. Um, not all, but most, most of the time that's the case. I'm not going to pigeonhole every nonprofit, but so moving from that environment that was just so demanding, like where it was almost like a scratchy sweater, you know, like the position didn't quite fit or feel right. Um, and then moving to Salt Lake, like, what was that like for you? And then what was that like finding your current position and what made you apply for your current role? So when I'm, when I moved, I let my employer know that I was moving and, um, we had been on COVID, uh, protocols where we could work from home a lot, uh, not, exclusively, but a lot. And I was able to talk them into allowing me to um, work remotely all the time. And so when I first moved to Utah, I uh, had a job for, for about three months to two and a half months. And, um, and that was great. And it let me like acclimatize to the area, the weather, um, just things that you wouldn't, the things that you do with every move, right? Um, get into uh, some volunteering and that kind of thing. Um, and then my wife got a job and I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll be a, I'll be a home, a homemaker, you know, for a while. And then I realized, you know, no, actually I, I like my entertainment budget and that's pretty much what my salary was before. Uh, it was a healthy entertainment budget, but I was like, yeah, I, I think we really need that again. And so I started looking and um, my wife had brought home a recommendation from a, a, a new coworker and um, it had, it had aspects of a nonprofit that were a little worrying to me, um, but it was the, it was very close to academia. It, it's a government job, a state government job um, that has these close ties to academia with a real super eclectic team um, that is mostly Utahns, but not what I would call your typical Utah folk. Um, and it's a very creative space and they were willing to let, to be flexible about my hours. Um, they were willing to, um, put up with my, with my purple hair. They had no problem with it because actually there are other people in this office that have colors in their hair too. So it was fine. Have tattoos. It was fine. Right. Um, but also it let me take a job that really utilizes my skill set without using all of my skill set to the max. And, um, and that was something that I was kind of looking for. I, I didn't want to be quite so um, crazed at the end of the day. I wanted to be able to let go of a job at the end of the day and say, I'm not thinking about this again uh, until tomorrow morning. And um, it really, really has become that. Um, and I like that. Um, it's very comfortable here. Yeah. Very. That's and so awesome. awesome. California, that's kind of something to like, to be in an office that's full of people from Utah and have it be really accepting. I was very happy. <laughs> like, like, I can't even tell you. 
Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you're really intentional with the culture you wanted to be in too, right? Like that's, that was a part of all of this. Like you, you, you're like, I want to be in a cool environment. I want to be in a learning environment. I want to be able to, I want to be in a laid back environment where people aren't going to expect me to be like on it right away from the beginning and know everything, like a very patient laid back place, which right. this sounds like it is. It is. It is. And in fact, when I first started, you and I had a coaching session uh, two weeks in, three weeks in, and I was complaining about how I didn't know enough yet and I wasn't getting enough done. And I just felt like I wasn't being productive. And you were like, this is what you wanted. It's laid back and you're learning. And this is what people do when they learn. And I was like, oh, gosh. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Now, now I'm like, yeah, I know exactly where that is. And, and it hasn't been that much longer since our last coaching session when I said that. Um, so it's been maybe another three weeks. And I'm like, yeah, no, I feel like I totally belong. I'm productive. I, I contribute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what role has your attitude played throughout this whole process, throughout like your move from California and then starting this new position and, you know, um, I feel like you're very coachable, which is awesome. As a coach, that's one, one of the things I look for when I'm, when I, when I am meeting with a potential new client, like how coachable are they? Right. <laughs> and you're very coachable. So that's, that's a, that's really an excellent quality, but how has your attitude played a role in the transition to your new position to this new role? Well, yeah, I, um, when I suggested to my wife that we move to Utah in the first place, um, it was out of a position of um, really wanting what was best for, for us as, as a couple. Um, and I didn't think staying in Santa Barbara and trying to find a place where we could um, live the way that we had become accustomed. It was never just going to, it was never going to happen. And so um and I, I say that because we didn't pay rent for several years. So trying to find a place to pay rent was going to be really hard. And, um, and so I had to, uh, even then I had to sit back and go, because I didn't really want to go to Utah, <laughs> um, but I knew that it was the best option. I could have gone to Chicago where my dad and my sister live, but there wouldn't be the same kind of peer network. And coming to Utah had the best peer network. It was going to be the best setup for us. It wasn't going to cost as much for, for uh, rent, though their housing, their properties are going up, but it wasn't going to be California. And it definitely wasn't going to be Santa Barbara pricing. And so um, I, had to, I had to have a moment of like sitting with it for a sack and going, yep, yep, you said you'd never do that, but this is the best choice. And then step back and say, okay, let's start approaching it from that framework rather than no, 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 no. Right. And so everything that you were telling me to do um, that felt uncomfortable or felt really hard, hard for me. And, and I spent a lot of time being very fearful. Um, but it was the kind of thing where it'd be like, be fearful. And don't forget what Annie said, step back, sit with it for a sec and then move forward with, the feeling that you know is the right feeling, right? I mean, intellectually you can go, there's no reason to be afraid of this right now. Um, so I did a lot of that. I did a lot of that work where I was um, very cognizant of what my emotions were doing and how 
how whacked out they were at the time and how not real it not real they were they i mean obviously if you feel it it's it's a valid thing right but in it it wasn't a valid thing that was going to help me move forward and i needed to be moving forward um there were plenty of times where uh i would say i i can't believe nobody's calling me back i've sent out 20 resumes and no one's calling me back right and then i'd sit with that and go do you have to have a job right this second? No. Okay. Well, then why are you freaking out? And I'd step back and then, you know, to take my step forward. So, so yeah, I, I really think that I, I, I put a lot of trust in the, in what you were saying about how, if, if we got to a place where I could be working that aligned with my values and aligned with my personality, that, it was going to be the the best and it might be uncomfortable getting to that point, but if you can hold off and hold out for the things that you know are going to make it better in the end, um, that was, that was very um, crucial to how I, to how I move forward is that I, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to have these moments where I'm like, yeah, I'm, oh my God, I'm terrified. And then no, no, there's no reason to be terrified. Step back. Yeah. Move so yes, thank you. I I I um I never really th- thought of it at the time as attitude work, but it totally was. And um and my wife saw it a lot. She w- watched that transformation and commented on it very regularly throughout our coaching. Um how I was feeling more confident about the decisions that I'd made and were making. Um so it was very evident to other people that I was, I was pushing forward and it, that was so lovely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I know it's, I think, I think the emotional work is the toughest, right? To actually yeah. allow yourself to sit with the emotion without indulging in it and without, without thinking something has gone wrong. <laughs> right, 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 right. Or that something's gone wrong so badly that you can't, you can't recorrect. And there was nothing that was going wrong. Right. Um, and, and we did, we did well as far as like planning for not having money for a couple of months, you know, we had set a deadline and, and we made it, I mean, we did it. So, so that was really helpful too, to have goals and, and very specific goals to go with the attitude changes. So, yeah. Yeah. I also love what you said about trusting yourself, but not necessarily trusting where you're at emotionally. Now, this is not, this does not mean like, don't trust your emotions or or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying here, but like you trust yourself so deeply that you can be a skeptic of what's going on for you emotionally and be like, wait a minute, (laughs) is this my actual reality or is my brain freaking out and causing these emotions to come up in me that may, that may not serve me long-term may not serve me in this moment. Exactly. Exactly. And that's really what it is. And, um, being able to intellectualize and hold on to the goal and the aspiration, right. And then have the terror or the depression or whatever, and just let that wash through because honestly, it's the, the thought of the aspiration is what's most important and you'll get there. You just need to let that other have its time and move through you. Um, because there was nothing to be terrified of. There was nothing, I mean, 
you know, yeah, your body goes into like all these weird fight or flight kind of things. And there was nothing to be worried about. Right. And, and I knew that intellectually and I prepared for that. And then yeah, you'd still have that feeling and then be able to go, no, 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 have your moment, but we're, we're not, we're not wallowing in that right now. we got to, we got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's a difference between making a decision with your prefrontal cortex, like your, your reasoning brain and, and also allowing the mammalian brain in the background to be like, like running around like a crazy person, <laughs> you know, like you can be like, yes, I see you. I know you're there. It's okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> having that self-compassion for yourself, which just builds self-trust, which then just builds confidence too. Right. Right. Which is exactly, that was what was being presented. And um, while I might not have felt confident all the time, I am definitely much more confident than I was when I, before I started this process. Yeah. Yeah. It goes all the way back even to when we very first started and we were still working on a wholly different job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, I think, I think what was the kicker with that particular position was how do you actually establish boundaries when you've been established in a role for a while? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And, the, and that, that's a tricky conversation and, and it's totally possible for those of you who are listening, by the way, it's totally possible. And I know Vienna can attest to this, but like, it's just, it's tricky because you've already kind of set the tone to go back and be like, okay, <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah I, I know I've let you do this for the last two years but this year I'd really like to not do that anymore <laughs> yeah yeah actually utilizing your voice and utilizing thought work to be able to utilize your voice more effectively is also a really great skill set to be able to develop um yeah especially for us as administrative professionals where it's literally our job to be helpful Right. Like when, right, you're, right. when you're literally being paid to be helpful, like how do you reel that back? How do you stand up for yourself? It's hard. Right. Exactly. And, and I have to say, we were, we were coaching for the last three months that I was working um, remotely from here back in California. And, um, and I had more confidence in my boundaries even at that point. Right. Yeah. And so the last three months of work was almost delightful which was like so sad because I left, right? I was leaving. I, I was exiting. I wasn't staying. There was no way. And, um, but, but yeah, the confidence, again, the confidence to have the boundary to start setting up those boundaries. Um, I didn't have that before I left and I did thoroughly have that by the time I left, I was already beginning to exhibit that in my, in my work patterns. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. I, and here's the deal. Like you did the work to actually create those boundaries. Like we discussed what they should be and we, we talked about them a lot, but you actually implemented them. Right. And, and that's where the rubber meets the road. So there again with the coachability, I love it. Okay. So, um, so have you, so how has your, how have your thoughts about work shifted? Like from the last position to this current position, how have they shifted? Like, how do you view yourself now as a worker and your work in general? Um, well, I, I, I definitely feel more of a team. Um, as an EA, I felt a little more uh, above the teams, you know, the, the go between the liaison, not necessarily a part of the teams. 
Um, so I feel much more a part of the teams. I feel like there is nothing earth shattering that's going to happen in after work hours that I'm going to have to deal with ever, which I just love. Um, and I don't have to anticipate people the same way. Um, I'm still anticipating people, their needs, but it's not, um, my job is not dependent on anticipating. And in fact, I find that there are certain things that I know how to do because I was an EA that they don't even want here. You know, they don't need and they don't want. And I'm like, really? I don't have to do that, huh? Okay, I'll stop trying. I'll stop trying to figure out how I'm gonna do that. So um, so yeah, it, it really is, it has, um, it, it's changed the way that, it's changed my lifestyle a little bit, right? Cause I'm not bringing as much home. Uh, and it has uh, changed how I feel about the work that I'm doing. I, you know, I, I am um, crucial, but I'm not so crucial that my boss is gonna have a problem if I go away for 10 days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's it's changed it's changed a lot of things as as far as that goes. There's, I I don't feel guilty. I don't feel guilty about wanting to take time off, um, and I used to feel guilty all the time. Um, I I have the flexibility to do the things that I need to do, whether it's a doctor's appointment or my job with the county, um, which is kind of hobby ish. But um, I'm allowed. I I have the the ability to do all of those things um, without having to feel like I'm taking time away from something that's urgent or life shattering. And there's nothing like that here. And I like that. Um, and it's more relaxed. There's definitely not the the go 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 feel of um, where I was before. Yeah. And what I also want to point out because I've got Vienna here. Like we. Vienna and I talked about intentionally creating a life that she loved and intentionally looking for a role that would fill all the things that she wanted, which these are the things that she wanted. And I just want to say that like the things that you want Vienna break the mold for a lot of us, because most of us feel like we should want (laughs) there again, that, that word should, we feel like we should want to like be the go, go, go right-hand person to the boss, like that, that we should want to do those things. But like, not, that's not, that's not for everyone. It's truly not. And what I love about this interview is that it's going to free everyone up. Who's listening to really explore for themselves, what it is they want in terms of their career. What do they want the next 10 years to look like? What do they want their career as a whole to look like? What's the over, what's the arc that they want to create for themselves, for their current position and for their next role? How can they use their current role to like leverage it, to get to the next role? And, um, And so, yeah, guys, just be thinking about for you, as you listen to Vienna, share her story and share her journey and share what she wants. Like she wanted a more laid back environment and to be a part of a team. Maybe you want that too. Maybe you don't want that. Maybe you want to support two or three executives. Maybe you want to only support one executive. Maybe you want to work remotely, like whatever it is you want, there's a way to get there. So Vienna, any other final words of wisdom that you'd like to impart to my, to our audience before I wrap up? Um, yeah, I, I guess the, the things that I wanted, I, I put them in the forefront of my mind and I set aspirations on them and I worked hard towards 
not giving up on them, not getting discouraged. Um, and it, it came through, right? I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's just, you know, I finally put things out to the universe and believed that they were going to happen. And so they happened. You know, it's that belief mm-hmm. of it's going to it's going to be there because you, you think it's going to be there. Um, yeah, I I'm astounded that I found what I wanted, that I found it in the time frame that I wanted and that I'm as happy as I am as quickly. I didn't really think that I thought that this was going to take closer to a year to really feel like I was settling in meeting people, going out. And I've got that in seven months. And, and that was pretty much the goal, you know, is six months, six months. I want to, I want to have a job where I can start having the, I can start reaping the benefits and feeling like I belong in a community. And I do, I do. And a lot of it is because of the, the people I work with, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think in Vienna's case, like in your case, culture was a big thing for you. Yes. And so, you know, and I think culture is a big, big for all of us, but I think it'll be, I think it's more important to some than to others. Right. Right. So as you're considering your career and and what type of culture you want to, what type of environment you want to work in, who you want to work for, like the, the pace you want to go at, um, just, just be mindful of that, that all of those are choices that you can make. And you can stand in your power and make decisions that will get you to where you want to go, which Vienna is proof of. So thank you, Vienna, so much for being here today. I really appreciate you coming on my podcast and talking, um, talking to my audience. And yeah, guys, that's all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the whole assistant membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role, use your voice and stand in your power, this membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get started.